At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. The next game you have down is Patriots-Jets, and I just wanted to let you know something that I've noticed today. You want to talk about uh, knee-jerk reaction? Most of the New York sports people that I follow, you know, my my one of my best friends, Greg Giannotti, is the morning show host there with Boomer. You know, Carton and those guys, Evan Roberts, these people from our station in, at, at WFAN in New York. It sounds like they're going to all go on the air t- tomorrow and ask their listeners if they think Mike White is better than Zach Wilson. That Wilson was so horrendous in the second half of the game that all of the goodwill that he built up from this three-game winning streak is already gone. Poof. <laughs> well. Is that fair? That, well, I I haven't watched the New York media be in the New York media. It feels like it to me. I haven't watched every pass, right? So it 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 doesn't feel completely legitimate for me to weigh in on this. When I saw Mike White, he reminded me of the guys that we were talking about earlier, yeah. like like the Heineke types who like, man, gamer plays like he has absolutely nothing to lose, like a little Bailey Zappy in him, right? But very limited ceiling and upside. And when I see Zach Wilson. I see a guy who is still adjusting to the speed of the NFL in terms of like, not like just literally the speed of the players, but the speed at which you have to process the game. And that takes time. But a dude who absolutely has the physical tools to be very, very, very good. If the game ever slows down for him post snap. Yeah. So he lost the game today with his turnovers. That was the difference in the game. Those McCourty picks cost them the game. I'll bet on talent. And pedigree, personally, like I'll, 
I'll go down with the guy who was the second overall pick who people compared his arm talent to Mahomes. I, I don't time. Sure. But I, I would, I, I feel like they have to, if they're going to win this year and they're not, you know, they're ahead of schedule or they're exceeding expectations, but to win this year, they've got to have him play like Mark Sanchez did those two years. Like that's the, that's the rub. Their defense is good enough where their Brees Hall and defense formula was working. And now they lose Hall. Robinson did next to nothing. Carter's numbers were uh, slim today. Like they couldn't do to the uh, Patriots what the Bears did to them on Monday night. They couldn't run it on them. So right, I uh, I'm different, and like I know that no coach or locker room could ever do it this way. And so say it's more too Maddeny or whatever, but like. I'd rather figure out what I have in the second overall pick with the crazy talent than win 10 games and lose in the first round of the playoffs. Personally. Because the only way to win consistently in the NFL and at a high level is to have the perennial Pro Bowl flirting with all pro quarterbacks. It's the only way to do it. You can't be a dynastic defense anymore. It's impossible. You can win one Super Bowl with a great defense, but you can't win a stretch of them. So like, yeah, sure. Like, try to win this year. You should. You owe it to the players, the team, the coaches, all of that stuff. But I I would still, until I know about my quarterback, I would be devoting as much as I possibly could resources, game plan, situational But it's frustrating out. when you have a great defense and your young quarterback wants to be more of like a gunslinger and a risk taker and you live by the sword, die by the sword with him. I know. You know? Yeah, no, I, I'm not. I'm not saying it's an easy spot, and it's almost impossible to do. It's like it's like a thing that talk show hosts can say, and NFL teams can't really implement. But Mike White, you want to invest time in Mike White? Okay, <laughs> like that just seems dumb to me. No, I, I I hear you on that, man. Don't you know what I mean? Like that that that's just yeah. that that seems really dumb. As someone who hasn't watched every pass, it seems really, really, really dumb. Uh, what's the next game? Oh, your game. Yep. Philly, Pittsburgh. I barely want to talk about your team. You can say whatever you want about them. Here's my question. If it was, if the Super Bowl was in two weeks and it was Bills, Eagles, neutral field, who do you like? Bills, but. And what's the spread? I think they're probably a six and a half point favorite. You think it's that high? Yeah. Yeah. Philly did it. Philly impressed me today. You know, they had really only had two games where they stopped a mud hole in teams. That was that Monday nighter against the Eagles and the uh, game against Washington where they turned Carson Wentz into a pumpkin. Short of that, they had had great quarters or stretches, and then they would let teams get back into the game. So for them to just destroy a, a, a pretty piss-poor Steelers team today uh, – and then, you know, they've got Jason Kelsey wearing a Halloween costume on the sidelines. I mean, they just, they, 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 they know they're good. They've got a swagger to them. A.J. Brown's mocking guys after he's mossing them. and That was badass. I know, dude. He, that, he had three touchdowns of over 25 yards in the first half. Yeah, I just, I think Hertz is probably a better passer than I gave him credit for. Yeah. And the reason why I felt, I'm, Saban benched him. He basically ran at Oklahoma, which is always passer, 
pass happy. He ran like a run first offense there under Lincoln Riley. Like it just everything where he was drafted. I mean, I think most of the football community just thought he was not really a gifted passer, but he's proven him wrong. He looked great. I think that's the first four touchdown game passing of his entire career today. So he's way better than I thought he was ever going to be as a quarterback. I agree. You see this for him? I did not. No, I thought I mean, he was no, going to be a backup. No, dude, I didn't think he was good coming out of coming out of college. But what I'm thinking about with them is it's like no, I'm I was nodding with you on, on the hurt stuff. My my thing with them is what's their weakness? They can run the ball. They can pass the ball. They can defend the pass. They can get after the quarterback. Like, what would you like? What type of team would you say? is the team that's going to beat them. I I guess shoot like try to win a shootout. But but they like I I could I could see them running on Buffalo. Like they they run the hell out of the ball. They got an awesome offensive line. Like I six and a half is a big number, man. They, Josh Allen's amazing. He'd be the best player on the field. They it'd be the it'd be a real challenge. For you know, they you know, Buffalo is a challenge for anybody, but Philly's secondary is awesome and their pass rush is awesome. And Josh Allen throws balls that are interceptable a few times a game, and Philly comes down with them. And then I feel like the Eagles would keep him on uh, the sideline. I, I would take the Eagles plus six and a half right now. I yeah, I actually think their offensive line's a little overrated. I think that last I, mean, I, I saw it the last two weeks. I think if the Steelers have Watt in there. It's they don't win, but it's not 38 to 13. Um, you know, they got they've not been consistently getting pressure without what they actually did today. They forced them into third and long situations, and then Hertz made great throws. And their wide receivers amazing with Brown. But I, I do think I'm trying to think of a team in the NFC. Well, I mean, are if Armstead and Bosa are healthy for San Francisco. And they don't have to, you know, actually, I like blitzing him, though. I like sending multiple guys and forcing him to make snap decisions. I just feel like they'll I, run the ball. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, listen, I mean, I, I really like the Niners. I think the Niners are a tough matchup for anybody if they're healthy um, with, with Shanahan and their defensive line and all of that. But I'm just saying, like, in, in that hypothetical that I gave you, uh, I definitely, definitely, definitely think that it would be, A, an incredible game. I'd love to see it, and I would take Philly. I would take Philly and the points at at your number for sure, for sure. Next game, oh here we go. Now we get to the AFC South. <laughs> Washington Indy. Frank Reich punted up six, sixteen ten in the game. Three thirty left, fourth and inches, own thirty five yard line. You pick it up. You're one first down away from icing that game. Is that a pun spot for you? Low scoring no, game. Trust your no, defense. No, it's not. But the, but it, it's it's no. I go for it. But the thing that's so incredible about it is, it just it's proof that we're now eight games into the season. Like it goes to show you, you know, there's the narratives out there. Brady, father time has caught up to him. His personal life at 45. Rogers is struggling without Devonte Adams. He's older. He's almost 40. The NFL is a way of making people great to bad in a hurry. The Colts offensive line 
and Jonathan Taylor going from good enough to get them deep into the AFC playoffs and a lock to win the AFC South for a lot of people to the point where they don't go for it in the situation that you just laid out there. Yeah. Like that's like, while we've all been talking about Russell Wilson and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and these, and those great players falling off a cliff this year, dude, how about that? Jonathan Taylor was like a universal number one overall pick and like every, everybody that used to use the first pick on him is fucked. I mean, that he's, he's ruined a lot of people's football season. That line has ruined a lot of people's football season, man. That's an underrated story in the NFL this season. I I know because no one wants to talk about it because they are just an, it's an unwatchable product. Uh, But yeah, I agree completely. I was, it was just cowardly. What do you, what do you have to lose? I understand it's a low scoring game and that's what the argument would be. Fall forward, man. It's fourth and less than a yard. Do not give the ball back when it's only six and the touchdown beats you. But last year, that would have been a no doubt, no brainer. We've got the best running back in the NFL and the best offensive line. We're getting it. Offensive coach. We're getting it. I, I agree completely. The only thing I'll say about Washington is that catch by McLaurin at the end was awesome. I wanted him to score on it because he's from Indianapolis too, which was super cool. Yeah. And just the Bears need a playmaker so badly. Like 28 teams in the NFL. There's so many good receivers. 28 teams in the NFL have a playmaker. The Bears can't find one. I thought you were going to say, I'm stunned that Snyder was at the game. (laughs) Yeah. You want to talk about a great story that went virtually uncovered today. With all the Ursay shit? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good I'm, point. <laughs> that's a good point. I like that. That's a very I good mean, point. Like, how did that work? Because you know, I'm, I'm guessing Daniel Snyder is a very passive-aggressive person that probably is conflict-adverse. Like, he did not want to have probably a personal run-in with Ursay today. Like, the way the mechanics of that... Like, his guy, like... His wags or whatever from billions, like his number two, like had like a, a private elevator, a private suite, an escort. Like he had the whole the whole day mapped out, so he had to have right? any chance. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, no, I mean that'd be hilarious if there was a group photo on on the sideline. Um, okay, these Derrick Henry stats are unbelievable. Today he passed Eddie George. For most touchdowns in Titans history, he tied Adrian Peterson and OJ Simpson with six career 200 plus yard games, most ever in NFL history. And it was his fourth straight 200 plus yard rushing game against the Texans. So four of his six 200 yard games are against the Texans, and he missed both of them uh, last year. Is Derrick Henry somehow underrated? Yes. Yeah, I had him done. I thought when I watched him at the in the Bengals playoff game when they brought him back and they tried to make him the focal point of the offense and he looked slow and then they started 0-2 this year and his numbers were meager in both of those games. Um, I thought he was dead. I, I mean, I had, I had the obituary up. I mean, I thought he was done. And so for them, Danny, today it's Malik Willis. They've got no receivers that scare you Robert Woods is their number one receiver their offensive line isn't what it was three or four years ago 
I mean, all you have to do if you're the opposing team is stop this guy. Yeah. And he's still doing it. He's a, it, it's an amazing thing. It's, I think Adrian Peterson's the comp, man. Like, we'll see how long he does it. And Adrian Peterson was a cyborg and he had, you know, the devastating knee injury and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But the, the durability, the size, the speed, like when he gets into the open field and the separation increases from backers or cornerbacks or safeties, guys his size, it's crazy. And he still has the best stiff arm I think I've ever seen. Like, he just throws people off of him all the time. It's unbelievable. He 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 must have 10 stiff arms a game. He looks like the one kid in a 10-year-old Pop Warner football game that's gone through puberty. Yeah. And he's just bigger and stronger than everybody else, and it's not fair. He's a man-child out there. I, I don't – It's it, it really is incredible. And when I was reading about those stats, I was like, Jesus Christ, 6, 200-yard – O.J. Simpson. Yeah, Adrian late in the Peterson game, and- they just were giving him the ball, and he's like, all right, I'll just throw people aside like it's a game of NFL blitz here. Clowning people. Did you wake up and fire up the old ESPN Plus app for Jaguars Broncos? Uh, I watched the second half. I did not start watching it, to be totally honest. But um, I was right about Russell Wilson. He did this whole spiel with Laura Rutledge after the game about what an honor it was, the NFL games in London, to be part of an international experience. (laughs) Like acting. Yeah, you were like, right on that. Like doing this is like growing the game exponentially. You know, like he probably either got a text from Roger Goodell or sent one like, hey, Raj, did you hear or see what I said after the game? Um, but I, I, I honestly think the story of that game is not the fact that Russell Wilson for a second half turned back the clock a little bit. I really think it's like, dude, what do we do with Trevor Lawrence? What do we do with this guy? He like, threw another pick right down there at the goal line. And he threw an and he threw a backbreaking interception after the Broncos touchdown to a guy playing literally with one arm. Williams is in a cast yeah. to lose the game. I don't know. I mean like, do we not count last year? And this is actually his rookie year. Now I didn't do that in my forecast for the season. I thought he was going to be great. But am I allowed to do that now? Like last year was so effed up that it doesn't count. And this is actually his rookie year. I mean, it's what people did with Fields here. His Fields' own offensive coordinator said it was like his rookie year. It's what people are doing with Wilson and and Lance. The only person that they didn't do it with with that class was Lawrence because he was looked at as such a sure thing. So, yeah, I mean, retroactively, I guess. ETN finally had a monster game instead of fumbling and dropping passes all yep. over the place. Like he should be a great pro and he's finally starting to produce like one. Yeah. Lawrence has all the physical tools. And I just wonder, is he, is he not, not as smart sounds meaner than I mean it to be, but like, is he just not, is he not as football savvy at processing the game as we thought that he was like, cause we thought that he was like this Andrew Luck level prospect, but then some scouts are like, eh, at the chalkboard, he wasn't, but he just, he throws these horrible interceptions. Like he's not seeing the field. I mean, it, Luck had a, Luck did that a lot in his Colts career. You know, yeah. I mean, that's not a disqualifying trait necessarily, but it's just like, man, I really thought 
he was going to be one of the biggest stories in the NFL at the halfway point. Yeah. He was going to be putting up huge numbers and he was going to be like declared the next great young quarterback, man. I agree. Bengals and Browns. I like Cincy. What about you? I don't know. I do not. I think this Jamar Chase situation is a huge one for Cincy. Your guy T Higgins gets a chance to step in. If any team, I guess, is the least protected from a big wide receiver injury, it's them. But they're middle of the pack against the run, and your boy Nick Chubb needs to lead the NFL in rushing. And he looked amazing. I think he averaged like six yards a carry against Baltimore last week. So I actually like I like Cleveland. Since he's 0-2 in the division, I think they'll keep the Browns in the game. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I mean, obviously the chase injury is huge, but uh, I think that I think that Burrow and them are starting to figure it out. And Burrow think- is a dark horse. He won't win the MVP, right? Because right now, what would you do the MVP? Would you say Allen, Allen Hurts, Mahomes? Yeah. In that order? Yeah. Yeah, in that order. But, I mean, dude, Hurts. He's a Hertz great, has but, a, Hertz has a shot, man. Well, but he, but, but you, but he's already up there on the board. No, you no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, saying like, we were talking about it last week. I mean, if right. Hertz posts a 15 and two season, yeah. But I'm saying you've got a buy low opportunity in Burrow. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You would need you need them to get injured though. Those one of the other finish. quarterbacks. Yeah. Okay. Just, I mean, you, like they're gonna they're gonna finish with too good of a win loss record. Yeah. Yeah, and that's part of that's part of the calculus with the MVP. Yeah. All right, dude. All right. Thanks to Bill and Spencer for helping produce. Check uh, Andrew Filipponi out in Pittsburgh. Me in Chicago. I'm Danny Parkins. Every team, every week, every game, first and pod. We'll talk to you after Thursday night football.